0: hey what's up hello i'm essence in case you didn't know and welcome back to the podcast today i know that i did like a light-hearted fun episode last week but i wanted to do it again um just because i feel like the topics have been pretty heavy recently and i have some really heavy topics coming up in april um so the day that this goes up should be the thursday before easter and it's just been a rough week For my family, one of my family members was in a really bad accident and they've been in ICU and a lot of other things. Um, And school's been kind of crazy and just a whole lot has been going on. So I figured that this week I would just chill, talk about something I love and have a good time. And that is reading. So, if you guys watch my YouTube channel, you know or just from a real goal getter, you know that one of my goals this year was to read thirty books, and the way that January was going, I thought I would be done by now, but February threw me for a loop, and March threw me on the ground um but since we are one fourth three six, nine twelve one fourth of the way through the year. Um, I wanted to give you my top three and my bottom three from the list of books that I've read. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the top three books that I really liked and recommend and the top three books that either weren't really my favorite, I wouldn't read again, or I just generally don't recommend. But if you want a full review um, in depth, of every book that I've read so far this year. I do post once a month, um, so monthly, book reviews on my YouTube channel. Um I have a new one that should go up the Friday after this is posted. Um so not to- not tomorrow, but the next Friday. The Friday after Easter. Um yeah, also I just want to give a heads up that Next week's episode is going to be a bit heavier, um, and it involves some trigger warnings. So if you are someone who tunes in every week, maybe skip next week if you could be affected by any of those things. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so, so far this year, I have read a total of 13 books i've started and completed 11 and i am reading two at a time right now um and those books are i'm just gonna list them all for you so you know what you can expect on the youtube channel i have read dear evan dear okay take your time dear evan hansen infinite in between turtles all the way down eleanor and park money hungry begging for change one of us is lying we were liars sorry i missed you twice in a blue moon 180 seconds relationship goals by pastor todd and when we believed in mermaids so out of that list i'm gonna go um from good to bad so i'll ping pong so i'll go one from my top three and then one from my bottom three but the first one sorry all the background noise getting my notes together My all-time favorite book that I have read so far, the one that I would recommend if I had to pick just one book off the entire list is definitely One of Us is Lying. That book was so good. I'm normally not like a fan of mystery books, like whodunit books. Um I think it's because I was super obsessed with Pretty Little Liars um and it just dragged on and on and on and every and they had so many surprise this is who did it and then who didn't do it <laughs> moments that it kind of pushed me away from um the narrative but everyone raved and raved and raved about this book and so I wanted to check it out and I'm so glad that I did For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, One of Us is Lying is a mystery whodunit book that follows the lives of four, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, no, five, four or five high school teenagers that go into detention, five of them go into detention, or six, five or six of them go into detention. And while they're in detention, one of them dies. Um, No one knows how, nothing, no one saw anything happen. Um, And they think that he just, you know, has an allergic reaction to something. Come to find out, someone poisoned him, and everyone that was in detention that day is now a suspect. And so the book just follows each of their narratives. So it's a split narrative book. It follows each of their narratives individually. You get bits and pieces and there's secrets that come out and lies are told and lives are affected. Um, but the ending, I, while I was reading the book, I would like talk to my younger brother about it and I'd be like, listen to this. Don't you definitely think that he's the one who did it? Or, and, then, and then a day later, I'd be like, oh my God, she did it. And then... In the end I'm not gonna say who did it um, but the ending definitely surprised me and it wasn't one of those like this is illogical it doesn't make sense that this person did it type of things it was very much a oh my god this is unreal type of thing but could also definitely be plausible and so I definitely, definitely recommend reading it. There is a sequel called One of Us is Next that follows not exactly the same storyline, but it follows more closely the life of the younger sister of one of the main characters from the first book. And it focuses on the sister and her friends with like glimpses of the original characters. Um, It is on my list (laughs) to be read. Um, but I have a lot of books that I have to get through and it was added to the list after I read the first one. So it's kind of pushed towards the bottom, um, but I'm definitely going to get to it soon. I've heard that it's not as good as one of us is lying. I just dropped my mic on my face. If you guys heard that, so sorry, but <laughs> I could edit that out, but that just goes against everything I've always said. Of uh, This is not super edited, so I'm just going to leave it in. But, you know, sequels in movies, sequel albums, sequel spin-off TV shows are almost never as good as the original, but they can still hold their own. So hopefully it is good in its own regard and I look forward to reading it. Moving on to definitely the book I least recommend on the list, One that I would probably never read again, um, would not recommend, that is Eleanor and Park. I won't go into it too much on the podcast because I did read this one in January and I have a video up reviewing it where I go into more detail about all of these points, but I do fully believe that the book is... It has a lot of strong racial tones, and the author does a very subpar job of depicting not only the Asian community, but also the Black community in a light that is progressive and acceptable for twenty. 21 and i know that the book was written forever ago i want to say the first time i read it um because i did read this one when i was younger like when the hype on it was like new um so about 2015 2016 is when i would have read it the first time but even then um you know a lot was happening 2015 2016 that's when we really see the rise of the black lives matter movement that would be around the time of trayvon martin um Sandra Bland I want to say would have been in that time period too um yeah the book and the story is so flat and one of my biggest biggest things with it is that one of the main characters is Asian and she it's a dual narrative as well told in by Eleanor and Park and Eleanor refers to Park as that Asian kid or Asian boy, or the Asian boy, stupid Asian boy, for more than 50% of the book. It's also very fat phobic, in a way. Eleanor is depicted to be a bigger girl, and that's why a lot of people don't like her, and that's why she's not seen as attractive. But Eleanor's mother is supposed to be very thin, and even, I don't even think it was intentional. But every time the mother is mentioned, she's mentioned to be almost an angelic, not of earth, Um, while Eleanor is always depicted as just very negatively. Um, And if you think of the description that is given of Eleanor, she wouldn't even really be, she'd be more curvy than she would be considered anything else. There's also a moment where she equates having red hair um being disliked for having red hair to being discriminated against in the sense of race and ethnicity um yeah so it's just not one that i enjoyed but you can go to my youtube channel and watch my January book review, where I give more specific examples, go into more detail about the problematic ways of the book, and I link another video that goes into even more detail than I did about the issues within the book. Okay, moving back up to one of my top three books, that is Turtles All the Way Down. It is by, (laughs) I almost said by Daddy John Green, and my mind would not let that escape my mouth um but it is written by john green who is definitely one of the stronger voices of this generation really he's influenced us a lot from fault in our stars to paper towns to um let it snow which is on netflix recently and turtles all the way down looking for alaska i think i said that already no i didn't looking for alaska abundance of Catherine's I've read I think every John Green book that is out there and so I had to read Turtles All the Way Down um Turtles All the Way Down deals a lot with grief um having a parent pass away when you're young it deals a lot with money but the main reason it is my one of my favorites that I've read is the way the beautiful eloquent way that john green depicts mental health disorders um so the main character of the book aza which is how i think you pronounce it aza um suffers from anxiety and um i want to say hypochondriasm but i'm not sure if that's a technical term um she's a really big germaphobe she has a lot of compulsive tendencies. Um, and throughout the book, John, Mr. Green, <laughs> John Green does, the author, does a really good job of not depicting her as broken or crazy or needing to be fixed. He depicts her as a person and her illness as a separate entity in its own. There are a lot of great scenes within the book where Aza is talking to her illness and Aza's cognitive mind is reasoning with the illness and bargaining and trying to persuade it to listen to her and to be rational. And her mind is you know, the compulsive side of her mind is arguing the facts with her and filling her with all of these things that cognitively she is aware are not true, but she can't really fight them. And I love that. Um, and in the end, not to give too much away, but and I said this in the video, I have the clip of this posted on my TikTok. And I will say it here again. In the end, Aza does not fix her. Aza does not is not fixed. Aza's boyfriend doesn't fix her. Aza's family doesn't fix her. Her friends don't fix her. Aza doesn't fix Aza. She doesn't have an epiphany and all of her issues and mental illnesses and everything else are just magically gone. In the end of the book, Aza is still Aza and she's still dealing with everything that she's dealt with before, but she is trying in a different way. She's in therapy, she's doing all these things, but her illness is still a part of her, which I love, I hate, I hate when YA novels write off anxiety or they write off depression or the character has, you know, something happened to them that magically cures them of their anxiety and their depression because they're in a relationship now or because they have a boyfriend now. Or all of these things because it teaches young people or older people I'm older I'm 22 um, people to search for someone to fix them where it instills the idea especially in younger audiences that once I have a boyfriend I will be happy once I have a girlfriend I will be happy Once I have money, I will be happy. Once I have this, and once I have this, and once I have that, my illnesses, my anxiety, my depression, my eating disorder, all of these things will just magically disappear. And that's simply not true. You will typically deal with these things your whole life, and everything can be going great for you. Speaking from personal experience, there I've, I have had one hell of a year last year. I published my own book. I relaunched the podcast. My channel was growing. My social medias were growing. I was in a good place with my family. I was in a good place in my romantic life. And there were still days where I couldn't get out of bed. There were still days when I looked in the mirror and hated who I saw. There were still anxiety attacks and panic attacks and night terrors. And moments where I wanted to binge or moments where I wanted to purge. Even though everything else was going great. Even though in the moment I was living a life that a lot of people at that time last year would have killed to be living. The things around you will not fix you. And I think it's great that John Green pushed that message. Okay, moving on down. To one of my bottom three so i didn't hate this book it's just when i looked at everything on the list everything else on the list it fell in the bottom three and that is twice in a blue moon by christina lauren and before you guys decide to hate me because i know christina lauren's fan fan base goes pretty hard for her the main issue i have with the book and i said this in the video is that, one, it is, a, it is a childlike narrative in an adult's mind. The way that the main character is supposed to be in her 30s, 40s, in the end of the book, and she still thinks and acts and has the viewpoint of a teenager bothered me. I think that there was a lot of different ways that she could have taken Tate's narrative and had her still healing from her childhood trauma but also behaving like the adult, the movie star that she was. I also think it is a little bit unrealistic to say, and again, this is the exact opposite of what I liked about Turtles All the Way Down, that love is an excuse to hurt your partner or love can solve things. Because I mean, like Tate is betrayed in the book. She's outed, that's known. That's like the plot, one of the major plot points of the book and not outed as in her sexuality but it, it'll make sense if or when you read it and the fact that we're supposed to just believe that she forgives the person that upended not only her life but her family's life for money just because they had a good reason which i'm not saying the reason wasn't good because i can see the reason being good. But he gaslights her and is like, if I had told you, you would have agreed with me and wanted to do it anyways, so I could have the money. Which, don't make her think that. Because you don't know that. But if by saying that, it's almost as if she doesn't agree. Tate, the main character, doesn't agree that she's a bad person. And I, I, I just that I I mean overall it was an okay story it was kind of slow it was kind of hard to get through I personally would probably never read it again um yeah but overall it, it wasn't terrible and I know that there are a lot of people that love Christina Lauren and love her books and so I'm not writing her off as an author completely yet but that book didn't leave the best impression on me Okay, my last I loved it book so far for the one fourth of the way through the year is We Were Liars by a E. L. Lock or E. Lockhart, E. Lockhart. Um, it was so good. It was so good. When I, it's definitely a slow start. It's um, and it's a bit confusing. And there were moments where I was confused and I didn't know what was going on, but I still was like. So entranced and interested that I like had to keep reading, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, this is so boring!" And then boom, something would happen, and I'd be like, "I was gonna put it down and go to bed, but now I gotta keep reading." (laughs) Um, I think it's the book that I read the fastest out of all of them, because um, well maybe that one and We Were Liars, or no, one of us is lying. Yeah, um, but We Were Liars has such a good ending and it's like like we one of us is lying kind like a twist we were liars has a wrecking ball ending like something you never would have seen coming and everyone's like i sobbed reading this book like it made me cry that's what all the tiktok crowd was saying and that's what made me read it um and like halfway through i was like i don't understand because the book is divided into three parts so after i read the first part i was like why is this emotional like I don't get it. They're just like some kids, (laughs) like there's some cousins on a island. And then in the second part, I was like, what the what the heck is going on? Like, I don't get it. I'm confused. Why is everyone acting weird? Why is everyone being weird? Why is she fainting all the time? (laughs) Like, what is going on? And then in the third and like final part, I was like, reading a mile a minute and I was like oh my god no way what like how did I not realize this how did I not put two and two together oh my god this should be a movie this would be a great movie (laughs) that was me like the whole time I was reading the last part I was like this should be a movie this would be a great movie I'm so glad I read it but this would be a great movie because you know when you read something you get to kind of depict the characters in your mind the way that you want them to look and the way that the island looks and the way the houses look And just all of that is very much in my mind. And as soon as it comes to screen, it's a little different. And I think my biggest example of that was definitely, no, I was going to say with um, Paper Towns, but it's definitely with Looking for Alaska. The way that I envisioned the Looking for Alaska cast characters compared to how they look in the Hulu version, that ain't it chief. Um, Mostly because they look significantly younger than I thought they would whereas in um paper towns they look significantly older like it's freaking Cara Delevingne and and this is off topic from the book but freaking Nate Wolf, like from the Naked Brothers Band when that movie came out and yes I saw that it was him I was like why is that name so familiar and then I like looked it up and I was like from the Naked Brothers Band (laughs) like I was like whoa like Nate Wolf has just really been a big part of every part of my life so far as far as the media that I'm consuming I didn't even know like it anyways back to the book it would be a really good movie and if anything off this list should be turned into a movie I think it's this one I think it'd be but they would ruin it if they tried to do like if it if it became a series like a Netflix series or a Hulu series they would ruin it They ruined 13 Reasons Why. So far, I'm not a super big fan of The Babysitter's Club, um, even though I'm way too old to be watching it, but I wasn't too old to be reading it, so whatever. Um, They ruined Looking for Alaska for me. All of those were ruined. So unless it's going to be a movie and not something that they make a series and they have to keep making it and keep making it and like straying from the source material then I think it'd be really good. I didn't even really say what it's about. It's about this. (laughs) I just went on this tangent. It's about this family, um, this wealthy like family in like upper America. Like what is that? Like New England area, like New York, New Jersey ish area. And they have this Island that they go to and they spend the whole summer on this Island and it's like the parent, the mom, the grandparents, and they had three or four daughters. And then like, she's the oldest granddaughter. So there's like these expectations of her. And then they go and then the next summer, and then she gets sick and there's a fire or a bonfire. And she just remembers being sick. And then she can't go back the next summer. She's not allowed to. And she's like writing her cousins and they're not responding and like all this other stuff. And then she's finally allowed to come the summer after that and things are weird and the family's being weird. and Everyone's being weird. Um, yeah. And then, you know, boom, surprise ending, but it was really good. And now moving on to the last book, um, in my bottom three, I definitely started with the book that I disliked the most. Also tangent, but building off of what I just said, um, Eleanor and Park is supposed to be make, be coming into, wait. Eleanor and Park is supposed to be, be what? Eleanor and Park is supposedly being turned into a movie sometime this year. Had to slow it down and get it out. <laughs> I probably won't be tuning in, but if you guys tune in, let me know if they fixed it. Probably not from what I've heard so far about the way it's being done but yeah moving on to the last book it's infinite in between it is very comparable to one of us is lying um it's a dual narrative about the same amount of characters they're all in high school but it's really more so bubblegum fluff to me it's one of those books that like you give to middle schoolers to like teach them the importance of friendship and family and how high school is going to be like the best years of your life and We're all interconnected and just it I just didn't like it (laughs) I didn't really have much to say about it besides I would wouldn't read it again I don't like the stand the author tried to make on race and being biracial and what that means um I don't like the ending at all the ending didn't make any sense it was weird um wasn't a fan of it it didn't make it wasn't even a surprise it was just like not good um, because you spend the whole book waiting for this moment and then it doesn't happen so that was weird but yeah that is all i have for you guys this week i thought this was going to be a shorter episode but i'm looking and i've been filming for about 25 minutes now so hey <laughs> it is what it is um you guys can keep up with me on my other social media platforms I am two underscores essence with an extra E on the end on both Instagram and TikTok. I am Essence Loves You on Snapchat and I am on YouTube under the same name as my podcast, Diary of a Twenty Something. I've been posting on there twice a week, every week. Come on over. I have a lot of spring videos coming, a lot of clothing hauls coming um a lot of food videos coming if that's your thing i've been posting routine videos i talked on here um in an episode recently about my date night with myself routine and i just posted a video where i go into detail about what that routine looks like if you want to go check it out i also just posted a morning routine um and i have some orders coming from like pretty little things, Shein from Boohoo, from Fashion Nova. It's a good time over there. Come check me out. Check me out on Instagram. I've been a lot more active on there and more active on TikTok. Just come hang out with me on my other social media platforms. All right. As always, I love you guys and I will see you next week.